for Radio 1 91FM podcast. Do I have an absolute treat for you all today? I am going to be talking to, or rather have currently have on the phone, the wonderful uh, Luke Boot of the Phoenix Foundation, um, the one and only Phoenix Foundation, and he is here to talk to us about the 10th anniversary of their seminal album, Buffalo, which was recently ranked number nine on RNZ's top 21 New Zealand albums of the last 20 years. So that's, you know, if anything, just an amazing endorsement, if we're being honest, apart from the fact the music is already brilliant. I played the song Skeleton just before from the album, and uh, I'd be shocked if any of you didn't know or didn't love the Phoenix Foundation with their six full-length albums and many EPs of dulcet tones to enjoy. Joy. Luke has been with the band for many, many, many years, but has also composed film scores and worked on successful solo projects as well, such as Vesuvius and Special Surprise. It is a pleasure to be talking to Luke today, as the band have announced their limited 250 pressing of Buffalo on colour vinyl, as well as previously unreleased tunes being released once per week until the 6th of June when the uh, pressing is released. Luke, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you today? I'm good. That was uh, an amazingly thorough introduction. I'm wondering, like, potentially I could hire you to introduce things like that in my day-to-day life would be quite something. Yeah, I'll be your hype man, Luke. It'll be my pleasure. If you can, if, if you pay the moving fee and you're okay with introducing me to your bubble, oh, yeah. 100%. Well, my phone, you know, my phones are never-ending, really. Deep, deep pockets up here in Wellington. Hell yeah, I was ah. going to say. No mortgage, no, no. you know, no insane uh, rates on living in the, in the city. Oh, it's crazy, man. I'm, I'm flush. Plenty of shovel. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really nice to have you on, Luke. Um, where, so you're talking to us from Wellington right now? I am, yeah. I'm actually sitting in my car on Otto Street, so you couldn't really get more Wellington than that. I would, I would, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. That is deeply uh, Wellingtonian. Um, I guess then it's been uh, 10 years since Buffalo. Um, time flies, I guess. Uh, does it feel like it's been 10 years for you, man? Yeah, well, it sort of didn't until we dug up those old tracks, until we sort of started talking about this this whole thing. Um, and what, because, I don't know, I tend to not really look back like that, um, which makes you, which makes the time fly, as you, as you said. So once we kind of started looking at these unreleased tracks, some of which I'd actually forgotten about, then there was definitely some um, kind of deep trip moments of um, sort of looking back to what actually does it. Even though 10 years isn't like that long, it does feel oddly like it was a different time. Hmm. No, fair enough. I mean, you've done so much since then as well, on your own, and with the band as, you know, because you, you only really went from success to success after Buffalo came out, and you had that delayed release in the UK and taught it there as well, which is which was an amazing achievement. I mean, uh, do you have a favourite um, of those tracks you just mentioned that were previously unreleased that you sort of have feelings about, or do you have like a vague memory of making and associating with it and then forgetting it, and now in rediscovery, you know, a flooding of emotion has come from listening to it, or is it all just a bit? Yeah, well, I mean, the weird thing was, that um, I've actually forgotten about some, some of the tracks and then uh, like they're definitely not really 100% finished some of them but we were just like okay in the spirit of the project we're just going to release them like this rather than trying to look for the for the sessions and uh, do a kind of a 2020 um, remix or whatever it's just like okay we're just going to release these as is um I think we were actually aiming to do a double album at the time because there's, there's Buffalo the album and then there's two extra songs that came out on Spotify with it which were Dickheads Abound which is one of my favourite songs from that era I'm not really sure why it wasn't actually on the album 
um, and Mini Dream, and then there's about seven more um, that we're releasing now. And from those seven, actually, I've probably got a soft spot for Wave Machine, which is the next one that's coming out. And um, that's got quite a beautiful video to it. Like, you know, we just kind of got... um, we got people who felt like it to put some images to the, to the music as opposed to kind of trying to do full-blown music videos. And basically Wave Machine is about seven minutes of really beautifully shot slow-motion waves breaking. And it's quite a, oh. um, it's quite a sort of a, a hippie, a sort of a gentle hippie trip, really, the video. If you like looking at the light... Um, shining off the water, you know. If you have moments where you look at that and go, "Wow, that looks beautiful and trippy," then the video's for you. Well, hell yeah. Well, I mean, if they're listening to Radio One and they're a student at Otago, I'm, I'm, and if they're an also, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Like a heritage viewer of Radio One, I've listened to it for years. I think you're really attacking multiple audiences who share a very common theme of that interest. Attacking? Yes, this is a just <laughs> all-out, full frontal attack. <laughs> Of just beautiful light on the water, oh, you know. It's carnage. I want to maim. I want to maim the audience with the of beauty of these waves. And if not maim, then yeah, perhaps so that, scar. On Friday, I think, and it's 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 a nice trick. Well, no, I'm glad to hear, it. and I'm glad it's coming up too, and very sailing with the interview. That's always nice. Um, so. I was going to ask, um, we tried this interview a little while ago and there was a problem with the recording on my end and then the audio was a bit bad and I was thinking on the interview though today, um, because of course we were were trying it again, and I remembered you talking to me about your just incredible covers one and two which you have released during lockdown, which I again thoroughly recommend people to check out. We have covers one and covers two. Um, If you're not even entirely, if you haven't heard of the songs before, just the covers themselves are exquisite. You have a very expressive face, Luke. It's wonderful. I have to admit. (laughs) Very expressive face. (laughs) And the music is brilliant. Backhanded sounding compliment. (laughs) Oh, look at your face. It looks Very kind eyes, doesn't it? Yeah. Could tell a few stories. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I meant it. I meant it as 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 a, tr- a you know truthfully a compliment. They're really lovely, and the music themselves, <clears throat> the music itself, rather, is also very lovely as well. Um, what made you do these cover albums? I think it's a brilliant idea to do stuff during quarantine. But what was it that sort of kicked you off towards it? Right, I'll try and uh, be as as brief as possible, um, just because it's not going to be brief, even when I'm trying to be brief as possible <laughs> as as sort of I'm showing now. Anyway, <laughs> it's been five years since Give Up Your Dreams was released, and uh, that's quite a long time. Feels like a long time for me, anyway. Mm. And um, I've basically got a solo album ready, but due to a whole lot of things, including this um, apocalypse that we seem to be hopefully reaching the sort of post-apocalyptic period of, um, it's probably not going to be out until next year. So I'm kind of sitting on like quite a lot of unreleased music. And um, basically it kind of makes me feel a bit crazy to know that there's all this finished stuff that I'm already kind of sick of that no one's even heard. Um, and I just wanted to do something basically. And it had to be low, it had to be low stress, low expectations. And because it takes it, because it, I feel a lot of uh, I, I don't know it's I find you know finishing lyrics and, and things like that can be a real 
long and sometimes not easy process. <laughs> so it was like, I'm just going to do some covers for fun. And then it was like, well, these are pretty good. I'll put them up on Bandcamp. Heck so yeah. that's that's basically it, really. It was like for my own mental health during lockdown, I would go down to my garage and make, work on covers. So I, I don't know. I think, you know, playing music's a kind of a, a meditation or something. I don't know. You're in the moment. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about the word mindfulness so much. Something about it irks me, but it's probably kind of just means being in the moment, doesn't it? And not yeah. thinking about anything else. And I think that's the most anxiety-free state. And being a reasonably anxious person at the best of times, mm. I think that, um, yeah, it was kind of just like, it was just like a kind of a, a therapy, I guess. No, and, and, and entirely fair enough. And even listening to it, I sort of get the impression that it's very much anxiety-relieving. It's very, it's very pleasant music. It's really quite nice. And considering you made it in your bloody garage, um, you know, very well done. You, you wouldn't be able to tell if you listened to it. It's wonderful. Um, Thank you. And you can you check that out. So you, what you're saying is it's been recorded and mixed to a, like a pretty good semi-professional <laughs> Luke, level. don't test my words, like, man. I'm just trying to compliment music. you, man. I like the music. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> so you can. I'm, check I'm more sorry. No, nah, you're right. I, you can check it out at lukebuddha one dot com, um, and yeah, they're, they're they're really lovely music to listen to. And of course, Buffalo. If you haven't listened to that in general in your lifetime, or well, you are missing out. But if you want to listen to it in style, in true style, you could hop on that 250 pressing in blue. Uh, who chose the color? Was it like a group decision, or was it the the um, the, the, uh, the company? I think pressing? that most things are sort of like a group decision, but. Generally, someone will just be like, I reckon the blue's good, and then everyone else will be like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. I think there are, I, I don't think, look, i got kind of bad news if you want to buy one. I think there's about 18 left. Oh, wow. So well, I mean, but that's, that's pretty crazy. It just, look, people have been, because the initial pressing sold out, and because we're total sellouts, right? And oh, no. since then, people have been asking us to repress it because they want it on vinyl. Mm. And we were kind of way, you know, we were putting out a new album, so we weren't thinking about that. And in a way, that's what brought it on. It was like, well, it's going to be 10 years. People are always asking us to put it on vinyl again. So that seems like a good excuse. And I think basically we weren't quite prepared for, um, yeah, just the fact that people were into it. So I mean, hopefully I mean, we'll do another repressing soon. Oh heck yeah! I mean, I'd be game for that as well if I'm honest. Because um, I mean, um, I'm surprised to hear that you didn't think people would be into it. Because um, last time I spoke to you, we talked about the when the NZSO worked with you guys to sort of classicalize slash reimagine some of your music and perform um, alongside and in collaboration with, which was an amazing thing that happened. And I mean, those shows felt like the energy at those shows was amazing. So I'm very glad that the, the you know the vinyl's done very well. But I mean. Could you could you describe to us how it felt to sort of be adapted in that way with the NZSO and you know worked with and collaboration etc. Oh yeah, well that was a uh, definitely kind of life highlight I'd say. Oh. Um, they are a pretty crazy beast. Like I don't can't remember exactly how many of them there were on the tour, but. It takes two buses to get them to and from the airport. Oh and then God. when you're checking into a hotel, just to set the scene here, there's like a line of them. And, you know, they kind of like pair up in their hotel rooms. It takes like, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever of this massive line 
Uh, like, they have, a, you know, I don't know, they're just like such a Goliath of a, of a setup and um, amazingly patient as they kind of have to be, I guess, because we, the technical setup was insane. Mm. And uh, they are a fully unionized um, thing. And so they've got like set tea, tea breaks and stuff. And at, at first I thought, oh. that's so, so crazy. And then I was like, well, there's 90 of them. Like, of course, it can't be sort of like our band practice, where if someone feels like going for a wee, it's like, oh, hang on. Um, <laughs> play a game of table tennis, have a beer and let's have you know, get back to jamming in twenty minutes or whatever. It's like there's ninety of them. They gotta ha they gotta be really organized. Anyway, it sounded great. The weird thing was we were we were on um we were on in ear monitors which we'd never been in before, which is basically like they're like earplugs, hmm. right? That are anyway, it was it was kinda odd because we kinda couldn't actually drown in the sound of them in the middle of the stage as maybe we kind of could have for the show. So at, at one point they did one of our pieces from Pegasus, which is called Twilight. It's a instrumental. It's the last track on that album. And they did a fully symphonic version of that where we didn't play at all. So for that one, I took the in-ear monitors out and that was like, it's quite a different experience standing in the middle of them without you know, earplugs, basically. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It was a trip. It was cool. Now, that sounds amazing. It sounds like a real experience. Um, and I mean, you know, if you, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people listening probably actually went to that. I mean, and I know that it was popular when it came to Dunedin as well. A lot of my friends were going. Um, but I guess then, you know, what more needs to be said, Luke? You've got this amazing um, uh, re-release with the classic tracks and you're releasing new tracks in the meantime people can hear those from, um, from way back when you know you've released two covers albums which I really do recommend checking out if you're missing a bit of new Luke Buddha material sort of you know you need some stuff there and you talked about new releases in the future so all I can say is you know good luck and it's been a pleasure to have a second conversation with you yeah thank thank you and also uh, my phone's a bit bummed I reckon it was as much my fault as yours the failure of our last interview so don't give yourself too hard a time well, thanks, Luke. I appreciate that. But, I mean, it, it, it was just nice to have a conversation with you, mate, honestly. Um, uh, yeah, so thanks so much for um, talking to us today, Luke. Um, best of luck with um, the bubble and the rest of the time in Level 2 and then hopefully Level 1 soon and with the new work. Um, yeah, and enjoy enjoy Ara Street from, from your car. Okay. Hey, thanks, man. No worries. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye-bye. So that was Luke, um, Luke Buddha of Fitness Foundation, uh, an amazing artist, and it was really cool to talk to him for a second time as well i think of our first interview as just a conversation between me and a celebrity which is you know perhaps lofty and so i still really really enjoyed that was a radio 191 fm podcast you can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found